Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media. Everyone of brought us up. This is Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner GAA podcast. Hello there and welcome to Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner's GA Championship podcast. Super 8 football dominates our show this week and our starting point is Clonus, where David Clifford's wonder goal saved Kerry's season. Mike Quirk now joins us on the telephone line from Tralee. So Mike, what's the feeling in the kingdom this morning? Relief? Anger? Or exasperation? Yeah, it's a kind of a cocktail of everything, I suppose, really. I mean, you know, David Clifford's goal... Probably not only saved Kerry's bacon, but probably saved the competition. Uh, you know, as the Super Eights um, saved us from, from a couple of dead rubbers. You know, in two weeks' time, which which the competition didn't need, and and Kerry certainly didn't need to be facing into a game against Kildare. Probably going to be moved to Tralee in a in a game of, of no consequence. So um, it was a frustrating performance, but I suppose you know it's, it's it's strange to kind of marry that with a result that keeps you in the competition. Okay, let's. Talk through that uh, Kerry goal. The boy wonder David Clifford finishing it, but uh, two famous Kerry names involved in the build-up in James O'Donoghue and Kieran Donaghy. Yeah, and it was it was I suppose classic classic Donaghy really. I mean the guy had had gone through seventy odd minutes and hadn't been hugely effective. It was a strange. I thought it was a, it was a strange call to start him. To be honest, I, I would have I would have liked to see the guy fresh coming into the game with 20, 25 minutes to go. But luckily he was still there at the end of it. Like despite having four or five guys around, and managed to get that big paw on it and just knock it to, to Clifford, who, who right before that goal, and, and I'm sure Colin could talk to it a little bit better than I could, but the movement that he showed to actually just lose his marker for that second and to finish it with the right foot across the goals, across so many arms and legs. Like it was like, it was like, you know, for hackers of golfers, like a guy kicking a golf ball through a tree to a green, you were just waiting for it to clank off a, off a branch or something and somehow it managed to get through six bodies and, and 12 arms and legs and it was just, it was an incredible finish and the, the composure like that he was able to show in that moment where a lot of other guys would have just lamped it over the bar or wide or off somebody's knee or something, it was an incredible piece of precision like for the pressure the kid was under and, and uh, you know, he, he did it all day, he was he was one of Kerry's best players again all day, which, which he was the previous week against Okay, we'll just go back to the Kieran Donaghy debate there, uh, Mike. Is is it a case that a bit like Michael Murphy and Donegal that 
the Kerry management are kind of unsure where Don he should be, whether he's at midfield or whether he's on the edge of the square and it ends up falling between the two stools? I'm not sure. I mean, the guy, he's probably about 55 years of age at this stage now. And like, you're kind of going, you know, we, we thought against Clare and, and, and against Cork, you're looking at, okay, we, we've got a full forward line out. It looks like it's really, you know, dynamic and, and, and different with, with, you know, with Ganey at the top of the square who was flying and James O'Donoghue and, and David Clipper coming onto the scene. And you're saying, this is, this is our plan A here and this is where we're going. And, and Donny, he looks like the guy who's going to be, if we need a situation of a game changer or a guy to come on and close out, that Donny, he's going to be that guy in 20 minutes. So whether it's, whether it's maybe in the middle of the field or, or it's a situation that was crying out for above against Galway, they were saying this is made for, for Donny to come in here and completely change the way the game is going to be played for the last 20. I just thought that was his role. No, I mean, I, I like when he started the game, my, my only fear was, is he going to last year 70-odd minutes? And, and when this game was going to need to be won in the last final couple of minutes, was he still going to have the energy in his legs? And to be his credit, he absolutely did. And, and he was being you know, pawed and manhandled all day and he still he still had the, the strength and the wherewithal to actually get loose and, and to get a hand on the ball. But I'm not sure if it's realistic at this stage of his of his career if you can expect him to play in the middle of the field and be really effective for, for, for the whole game, you know? Okay. You, your heart would have to go out to Monaghan, though, let's be honest, Mike. Uh, after everything they've endured at the hands of Kerry in particular in their quest to make the last four of uh, the All-Ireland Championship. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean... You know, my heart doesn't go out that far, to be honest. They, like, they had loads of chances, you know. They had plenty of opportunities. Even after the goal, they had a, they had a you know, a beautiful opportunity that they really, really butchered. And uh, and they just, you know, go back through the whole game and the, and the wise and, the, and the, the balls they dropped short. And they just had, like, it was their game. It was it was absolute larceny for Kerry to come away with a win or with a result, excuse me, with a, with a draw. And, uh, and, like, they'll be absolutely disgusted because the way you look at it now... They are going to Galway, uh, you know, to, to play in Salt Hill, and and you're saying I don't like I, I don't buy this notion that Galway are going to be resting players around there. So Galway will want to keep their momentum and and their run going and and the confidence that they're building up by winning games. And and Manon now look like they may actually lose out on a place in the semi final. And and I don't think they have anybody else to blame except you know their own their own performance yesterday. It just wasn't good enough in the, in the end to get over the line. Okay, back to to Kerry. What about the defensive frailties we saw again in the opening five minutes yesterday? Yeah, well, like you know, Mark Griffin. Mark Griffin is a guy like that. That is not a. He's not a guy that's that's going to be capable of of defending Conor McManus. You know, and and I like, and and, and to me, it, it's un, it's actually unfair on Mark Griffin to put him in that situation. You know, Mark Griffin is a guy. Like to my mind, he, he reminds me of Michael Darren McCauley trapped in a full back position. Like the guy is a is a is a, a ball carrying like this battering ram that can carry the ball and punch holes. And we saw it in the third quarter when he was moved out to the centre centre back as opposed to full back and, and the guy became a really effective weapon for Kerry and, and was able to really drive forward and, and kinda of started carrying on that little bit of a fight back trail. Um, but I, I just thought it was a really, really strange call. I know Jason Foley was was obviously injured and Killian Young was suspended and uh, and that whole full back line, that back four, like including your goalkeeper, have never seen a minute of competitive action all year as a, as a quartet. And like that's a huge change uh, to put into a big championship game. And, um, you know, Ronan Shannon probably did a little bit better than, than, um, than Mark Griffin. But it was just, 
I, I would have thought if you were going to put Mark Griffin on him, you got to try and give the guy a little bit of help and, and not leave him isolated. I mean, yesterday, I'm not sure how clear, clear it was on TV, but for a long spell, Mark Griffin was one-on-one with this guy with, with, with 30, 40 yards of space all around him. So uh, it was a tough ask, and, and it didn't help Kerry, obviously, in that first half. Uh, what do you maintain of the decision to change goalkeepers? Uh, again, I, I just, I, like, I, I, I was surprised. I was surprised by it, you know, I... I, I know Shane Murphy didn't have the greatest of days after tea against Galway. There was a couple of them down over the sideline, and but I mean there was a there was a malfunction generally that day. It wasn't it wasn't just the, the, the distribution from the tea. It was while he was looking at outside him. It was it was the atmosphere, it was the energy, everything was dead. Guys weren't looking for the ball. Um, not maybe the guy's an injury or something. I don't know if there was something else there, but it was a it was a surprising one to kind of bring Brian Kelly in out of the cold and and uh, and he struggled early on. You know, it was it was a bit of a he was trying to find his feet and, and, and it wasn't really working out early but to be fair to the guy he settled into it and, and guys started showing him a little bit more target outside and he, he improved as the game went on but it just seemed a, it seemed a strange call from the outset to switch him up you know Okay ultimately though is it does it come down to the fact that what we saw in the Munster Championship gave us an incorrect read on where Kerry football is at in 2018 uh, Yeah I mean it's it, Probably did. It absolutely did. Yeah. Now, uh, by the same token, though, I don't think Kerry, like against Galway, Kerry just did not play at all, and and they didn't perform with you know anywhere close to the level that that we saw in in the Munster Championship. And I, obviously, that that's down to Galway not allowing you to do that. But um, I, I still don't think that that their own performance is is as good as as it, as it can be right now. Outside of what we saw against Clare and 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 Cork. I, like yesterday, there's a lot of there's still a lot of guys who aren't playing at the level that 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 they're capable of. Like like Paul Ganey, Paul Murphy, David Moore, um, like these guys aren't you know playing at, at at eight or nine out of ten level, which is which is you know what we've seen of them from the from a number of years. And there just seems to be a lot of guys. Like yes, the most fascinating thing about yesterday was it was the young guys. Like it was these guys that were 19, 20, 21 years of age. Tom Sullivan, who's played no football, was one of your was one of your best players. Gavin White. You know, like made some mistakes, but Jesus, he carried the fighters so many times to to, to Monaghan. You know, David Clifford, obviously, I thought Sean O'Shea had a had a really really good game after maybe a quiet one against Galway. And it was the young guys that were the guys that were really propelling. You know, it didn't then Paul Murphy and Dave Moore give you a little bit more in the second half. But it's just it's it's something that that's not quite right with with everybody because you need those guys, you need those established guys being the ones to, that are driving the thing forward, and that just seem to be happening right now so ultimately though Mike does that all rest with the management oh, well like I mean they're as culpable as they're as culpable as the players are you know what I mean I mean like it's it's I, I'm never I'm never one that despite whether it's Emmett Fitzmaurice or, or whoever it is in any other county like I'm a firm believer that, that when when teams when you know team counties win games managers get a completely disproportionate amount of the credit for, for, for that result and, 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 and the same when they lose they get a completely disproportionate amount of, of the blame like ultimately it's the guys that are inside the white lines that dictate the results and the performances of every game now that's not to you know, abdicate them of all responsibility like just, just like the Mark Griffin call marking McManus I think is a, that's a managerial call and I think it was a mistake you know the, the, the kick out strategy is, is, is one that still I, I find a little bit perplexing that we don't have something that's a, a banker for us to be able to get us a, a couple of balls under severe pressure and they're as comfortable as everybody else but I think they all share this like it can't it can't just be a management issue and it can't be just a player thing they're, they're a group 
that are, are working really, really difficult, to, are working really, really hard to try and find a solution to why they're not performing the way they are. And, and absolutely, they all share in they all share in that blame. Okay. Finally, in terms of Kerry, can you see them making the All Ireland semi finals? I'm sure you you can. I mean, you absolutely can at this stage. Now, look, I wouldn't rule out I wouldn't rule out Manning going to Salt Hill and beating Galway. They're 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 obviously a, a really good side with Jesus Rory Beckham and and uh, you know it's strange to have your goalkeeper as as, as one of your your top top guys even offensively. These kickouts yesterday were. I mean, he was he was putting them in positions from the from the tee that, that you know was taking carry five and six passes to to try and get up to the same place and um, they're they're capable of going to Salt Hill and, and in Galway but I I just think to run Galway on I, I I think they're going to try and maintain that and avoid Dublin to until the possible All Ireland final and that's a big thing for Galway to get to an All Ireland final and the easiest path they have of getting there is by beating uh, is by beating and in Salt Hill in two weeks' time, and I think they will do that. And then it comes down to Kerry. Can Kerry can Kerry beat Kildare at home? A Kildare that's going to be without Daniel Flynn, their their top inside forward, uh, and cover the score difference. Uh, will they get enough to to take an over the line and and then get to an All Ireland semi final against Dublin? Uh, you know, I, I think they just might. In terms of Saturday night, did you think Tyrone showed some cracks in the Dublin Armory? Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I. I you know they've they've been improving all all year. Sports have put up big scores. It was never going to be that type of a game, but in 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 that pitch in Oma, they just you know whether whether it was them or Sky Sports or whoever now at the pitch, it, it helped a little bit uh, and it made the game it made the game more more abrasive and more attritional. And and look the Dubs look we we know at this stage and it didn't take last Saturday night to, to prove it, but they can do it. They can do it whatever way you want to do it. I mean they can do it physical. They can do it nice and smooth. Tyrone defeated but still very much alive in the championship it's going to be a humdinger and a fortnight up in Bally Buffet against Donegal yeah another another cracker I mean like the Super 8s kind of got off to a complete whimper last last week and a lot of that was probably down to the fact that they were played in, in, in Croke Park with certainly on the Sunday uh, you know maybe a third of, of, of the capacity of the stadium and, and the whole place was dead and the atmosphere wasn't there and, and this weekend was always probably going to be the real kind of start to the win when these games were played in, in, in provincial venues and, and again you could just you know it, it's it's incredible the difference that those those venues make to these games and, and, and Donegal I mean they're another one that you just wish to God that Paddy McBearty didn't suffer that horrible crucial injury because they're playing really good football and, and by playing Michael Murphy I know it was something that Colin made a big point of a couple of weeks ago but by, play, by playing Michael Murphy close to goal and being able to play him close to goal because they were so dominant around the middle of the field you know you just saw how good this guy really can be with a quality supply of ball and 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 he's just imagine if McBrady was there with the guy how 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 dangerous they would be but um, it's it's been it's been good football this weekend and I think football really needed this kind of shot in the arm of of having these games in these venues and, and putting on the kind of show that they did.
And that's it from Paper Talk for this Monday. Our thanks to uh, Mike Quirk for joining us to look back on the weekend Super 8 action. Larry Ryan, as always, was on production duty. And thank you for listening. Don't forget you can download the podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on irishexaminer.com forward slash paper talk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.